Joining me now in the studio is the Managing Director of Harbour Asset Management, Andrew Baskand. Welcome. Akira, thanks for having me this morning. No, it's great to have you back in here again. Now, tell me, I'm fascinated, you know, uh, the pandemic hit and markets fell pretty quickly and, and they bounced back really fast. Why did they do that and why, why are they behaving the way they are at the moment? Well, this was a shock no yeah. one saw coming mm. in the context of we, we closed down our economies mm. very quickly. And as a result, there was a, a sudden readjustment of views as to um, economies closing down, impact on activity. And we had a liquidity crisis as well in the middle of March, mm. which meant asset prices got hit very hard across the board. But then in a matter of a week or two, uh, governments went really all in on fiscal policy to bridge the gap, to bridge that void. Mm. And central banks also jumped in with significant expansion of their balance sheets, which, which meant there was enough liquidity in the system to, to ensure uh, that, that banks were safe. And once you know that banks are safe, you know the economy is generally yeah. safe. Yeah. So uh, e easy initially to say what was going to happen to asset prices, perhaps. Mm. But, it, but it's the bounce back up which has been quite quick. And, and do, you, do you think the markets have got ahead of themselves now? Well, don't forget this is a health crisis that hasn't impacted every company in the economy. Some sectors remain closed, tourism, uh, and, and people aren't dining out as they were. So, so very difficult for people that are employed in those sectors, are running businesses in those sectors. Other sectors are actually performing quite well. And so the, the crisis has recovered. We can observe around about 90% of economies are getting back to work. Now, there's been a bit of a setback recently in a number mm. of economies, we can talk about that, but to the extent to which businesses are back to work and haven't been impacted by the crisis, the earnings of those companies are still fine. So we're probably fortunate in New Zealand on the NZX that you've got two big companies, Fisher and Paykel Healthcare and A2, which have just gone gangbusters and they haven't really been impacted. Is that masking some of the performance, you know, poorer performance in the market? Well, first of all, I'd say for both those companies, they've probably been positively impacted. Mm. I take A2, for example. We we've had the president of China say, drinking milk is good for your health. Oh. So you can imagine the response. We can see it in the data mm. there. The, the general consumption, uh, not just for infants, but for the general population at large of milk, has been, it's been stronger in this mm. time yeah. frame. A and Fisher and Paykel Healthcare, they're actually right at the forefront of looking after respiratory needs. Mm. And... I think this will last for longer, this impetus on growth we're seeing for both those companies. So in terms of the market, uh, there have been a number of uh, companies hit directly by the closure of economies and the closure of our borders. And we've also had this, the, you know, the bond yields have, I guess, fallen significantly and we've seen interest rates come down. What does that mean for you guys in terms of portfolio construction and, and how, do you, how have you changed things to to make up for the, the low bond yields? Well, first of all, you have to have a view as to how central banks are going to react mm. through this time frame because bond yields are anchored, anchored by the, the, the cash rate. Mm. And we're fairly certain that central banks, this is the one certain thing we've got in front of us, <laughs> central banks are going to stay all in because we're a long way away from getting any inflation occurring. Oh, it's, yeah. it's on the never-never, isn't it? Yeah, and, and so I think when inflation does occur, and this would possibly be a consensus view, but when inflation does occur, I would expect most central bankers, particularly mm. um, you know, those that have seen large gaps in activity, will continue to be happy to risk slightly higher inflation. Mm. So then we think about the outlook for bond yields. 
Well, for now, I think bond yields are well anchored by that mm -hmm. cash rate. It's not until we see a better second stage to the recovery that I think we can think about bond yields moving from where mm. they are. Problem, however, bond yields are only 1% or less. Yes. So that's not really giving the, the long-term return that investors need mm. to create real wealth. So what I would expect is the continuation of investors considering diversifying their portfolios even more into growth asset classes. Yeah, okay, so, so, so less bonds, more growth assets? Yeah. And, and that's what you guys have been doing with your funds? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're being almost asked to do that, mm. and that's how recoveries happen. Mm, mm. The, the, the more you invest in growth assets, the more you're investing in uh, the, productive, uh, the productive side of the economy mm. and creating higher asset prices so that companies can go and invest. Mm. Uh, and th that's one of the mechanisms and channels through which this works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, the other investment theme, which is obviously the big one at the moment, is, is around um, responsible investing. Mm. You know, we've had a health crisis that's made people think about these sorts of things. Do you think it's changed people's investment approach to responsible investing? In, in the first two or three weeks of this crisis, people were solely focused on mm. just looking after liquidity in their portfolios. Mm. But the one constant theme I've seen subsequent to about the middle of April mm. is investors reinforcing their attitudes towards sustainable investing and responsible investing. And what we've noticed in New Zealand is we, we rank the universe and the companies as your scoring, uh, scoring yeah. metrics. And what we've noticed and, and, and um, calculated is that companies that are scoring poorly in the way we think about sustainable investing have underperformed through this time frame quite consistently. So the, so you can actually see a wide diverge, di, dispersion of returns based on um, their approaches to responsible investing? And, and normally this is a very long term, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but actually we can see a significant, a statistically significant uh, uh, lower return for companies that score poorly on environmental, social and governance matters. Can you put numbers around that? Yes, for the first six months of this year, mm. it's the largest dispersion we've seen. The bottom 10 companies underperformed by 11%. Wow. Now some of that is correlated, we know, to quality, because mm. sustainable investing quality, mm. but it's across many sectors. It's mm. not one sector that's mm. doing this. And I suspect here, mm. we have uh, investors saying, well, I'm more focused on companies of a higher quality, companies that when we recover and move towards a stronger economy, I'm happy still to own. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And investment themes, have we seen a change in investment themes that you're following you know, through this crisis? I don't think there are any new investment themes, but I think we've clearly seen an acceleration in a number of pre-existing themes. The most obvious one is payment systems. Yeah. People are very reluctant to use cash, and so payment systems are moving rapidly online, and there are a number of companies that have accelerated their earnings in this time frame. Obvious ones would be Afterpay in Australia and Pushpay here in New Zealand, but globally, we can see payment systems companies performing very strongly, and that moves further into tech companies generally, and this time tech companies have reported great earnings. Oh, tech companies have been outstanding, haven't they? And, and I know through um, some of your funds, you've got quite a big exposure to, to that theme. And it reflects the underlying earnings growth that we're seeing. Yeah. And so that's an acceleration. Another acceleration is what are millennials doing? Millennials are increasingly becoming that big consumption pot 
that companies need to look after. So we need to watch millennials in this time frame. What are they considering and doing? And many of them are, are moving to think about nesting again. Yeah. And so the whole concept of my home is my castle is a, is a, new, is a new concept that, that COVID might be pushing. Oh, really? So, so that's quite a big change for a millennial, isn't it? it well, it's, it, yeah. it is. And we learned during lockdown it was important to have a, a secure environment around you. And, and that makes sense because a, a lot of, you know, you saw a lot of stories through lockdown of children coming home and being with their parents during lockdown. And, and, and so they've experienced something new. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and the other theme that's come through lockdown is actually the importance of really high quality aged care. Mm. And whereas through some of the early part of the COVID crisis, the aged care operators were significantly impacted because of expectations of, uh, of problems. Now we see actually mm. more and more people are very yeah. keen to take up a villa or an apartment in an aged care yeah, residence. Okay. So you're, you're changing or you're investing more into some of those sectors now? We, we took opportunities to yeah, invest significantly yeah. in those sectors. Mm. And I think uh, those sectors are going to continue to deliver mm. stronger earnings in the next six to yeah. 12 months than they would have otherwise done. So it must be quite hard to be a, analyze what's going on and, and, and trying to pick the future at the moment? Well, well right, right now, I think there are very few certainties. Mm. One, I've already talked about monetary policy. Mm. I think interest rates stay low mm. for the time being. Se secondly, this is still a health crisis. It hasn't gone away in the world. Right. Uh, th that's known. And until we see uh, the phase three trials of the vaccines mm. that have just produced really good phase two mm. trials, until we see those trials and understand the production processes and rollout of a vaccine, we are going to live in this more limited world. And so at some stage, we're, we're going to run out of the fiscal runway of support. Mm. So there's still a tricky time ahead of us. And so during this tricky time, I think it's important that we stay close to the companies and, and stay invested in the higher quality mm. companies. And so for us, it's technology, it's healthcare, and consumer staples. Mm. Interesting. Thank you very much for that, Andrew, and it's lovely to have you in the studio. Thanks very yeah. much. Cheers. <laughs>